welcome to today's episode of the Tony Time Podcast. Today I am speaking to a lovely bride from Scotland called Lauren and we are talking all about how it feels to postpone your wedding, how amazing the Instagram bridal community has been for Lauren in the experience of postponing as well as hand fasting ceremonies within a humanist ceremony. It's absolutely jam-packed honestly. Lauren also talks about why she totally fell out of love with the original wedding venue that she booked and why she chose photographers all the way from Italy. This is the second time lucky, I think, or maybe even the fifth time lucky, but thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. It's so weird, like, speaking with people that you've not actually, like, really met before or not even really spoken with before, but it's nice to get excited about all your wedding plans. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, so I feel about um, on Instagram, like, I feel like I know all the brides from their usernames. And then yeah. the, the most recent update shows you their name, like, yeah. in their DMs instead of the username. And I'm like, yeah. who are all these people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. I think, we're, I think maybe we'll... Um... We'll get on to talking about the bridal community on Instagram because I didn't actually realize how big it actually is. Yeah, it's huge. When I um, made my account, like I literally just made it for a place to like store photographs so that I would always have our like um, engagement photos and wedding photos handy, like online, no matter what. And then like when I started using the account and I just came across so many other brides. I just couldn't believe it and now like yeah it's just absolutely huge. (laughs) I think it's becoming more and more popular as well especially now you can save pictures and like save them to like little collections and stuff. I think people are finding it more and more useful as part of the wedding planning. Yeah definitely I found so many suppliers um, through Instagram as well and um, my I just wrote my dissertation last month and it was actually about Instagram and um information search for suppliers uh, for the UK wedding industry and how effective a tool it is and like the research basically concluded that it's really really effective for suppliers to have a really good presented Instagram and that it can generate a lot of um, clients. Yeah that's so interesting because I think did you use Pinterest a lot as well because I think Pinterest used to be like the the go-to whereas now I'm feeling it's much more 50-50 with Instagram and Pinterest. Yeah I kind of same like I used to use um, Pinterest a lot more but now I kind of gravitate towards Instagram especially because as you say like you can just save and archive it Um, and then it's easier to sort of credit who the photo's from as well, if you're finding it through Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, my dissertation research kind of concluded that um, Pinterest was used kind of 50-50 for looking for inspiration. But mm-hmm. when it came to searching for actual suppliers that you want to book, um, it was way down on the list and Instagram was top. Oh, wow. That's so, good. Handy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your story. So I know that you and Matthew are childhood sweethearts. We are. So how did you guys come to, what was the proposal story for you guys? So we met um, at school when we were 16 and then we've been together just over a year and we both were coming to university in Edinburgh because we're from Glasgow. Yeah. Um, So we decided that it would be much more cost effective to just move in together. I think a lot of people thought we were like a little bit crazy because we'd never like moved out before, (laughs) but you know, it, it was all fine. And then after we've been together for 
about two and a half years. That's when Matthew proposed. So um, it was New Year's Eve of 2018 so we technically got engaged in 2017 Ah, (laughs) the the, the last remaining hours um and it was at um we'd actually booked to go for dinner um like ages before before he'd even like decided to propose yeah we went to the refinery in edinburgh and just when it had recently opened and when we got there i remember saying like wow we've got like the best seat in the house because we were right at the window upstairs sort of overlooking all edinburgh's christmas lights um, and that ice rink which was really really pretty Um, and then we were having like fantastic service all night and then yeah just after dinner he got down on one knee and I was so shocked. I couldn't believe it. Oh, really? You weren't expecting it at all then? No, I mean, I think I knew that he was going to propose at some point, but I was not expecting it that night. And it was quite Aww. funny because I had said that I didn't really fancy going out that night. And I said like, oh, should we just stay in? And he was like, no, no, come on. <laughs> and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't like my outfit. Like I just, I, my nails weren't done. And I was like, no. And my mum said to me, she was like, oh, don't you think you should do your nails? And I was like, no, I cannot be bothered. And she was like, oh, are you sure? And I was like, no. And now I'm like, oh. We should have done my nails. To her. Yeah. <laughs> I had like I had like two hanging off. <laughs> they were like all grown out. Oh, awful. So yeah, he'd actually um hadn't originally planned to propose then. He'd planned to propose a few weeks before. Um and he was gonna take us round uh, the places we went on our first date in Glasgow. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, but I was actually in hospital, so his plans got um kind of rumbled and he said he thought about proposing when I was in hospital but I'm very glad that he didn't do that (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't have been very instagrammable no (laughs) and then yeah he just he just went for new year's eve but it was lovely and he'd arranged a huge bouquet of um red roses to be brought out by our waitress our waitress was in tears it was so special and then we actually had to walk home uh, because transport in Edinburgh on new year's eve is just uh, <laughs> <Manic>. shambles <laughs> um so we we're actually walking down the street carrying this huge bouquet of red roses and obviously I was wearing the ring and everyone was coming up to us and saying congratulations and, but it was just really nice atmosphere yeah so yeah it was lovely so you guys also had an engagement party as well yeah um so I think we kind of knew like as soon as we got engaged and um, we kind of said well 2020 is going to be our year like um, I'll have finished university and even like before we got engaged we you know when we first got together we did actually talk about marriage and and we always kind of said oh 2020 like it's such a perfect year we thought yeah. um, <laughs> so um, then I kind of we started to think about an engagement party because I said well we're going to be waiting quite a long time for the wedding it would be nice just to have a celebration now yeah so we had that at the refinery um, upstairs where we got engaged oh, so that was really nice yeah and it's it's a bar but it's like very kind of like that modern rustic vibe um so it's kind of like all wooden walls and floors um and then sort of all the copper lights yeah so it's really pretty and yeah that we had such a great time I'm so glad we did that yeah but like you say it's nice to like actually like sort of celebrate especially if you are like having a longer engagement yeah Did you find that having the engagement party meant that like your wedding plans, you didn't have to sort of start wedding planning straight away as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, Because we started looking for venues in the sort of summer of 2018. Um, And I think I was very focused on the engagement party, which was in the September. Yeah. So and I, I did a lot of DIY for the engagement party and it was like it was really rustic. And then, yeah. 
um, but we've decided to take a different route for the wedding now. <laughs> <laughs> so the first things I'm presuming that you guys planned the venue first for your wedding. So did you visit yeah. quite a few venues or? Um, we visited M3, um, but it's actually a bit of a f- funny story. Um, so we booked we really wanted a barn um, and we wanted something really really rustic and yeah. the ones that we the venue that we visited the most was just a barn yeah but we thought that that was gonna quite hike up the budget quite a lot and um, because the barns tend to be pricier by the time you pay the higher fee and then you get the caterers and yeah um, a lot of the time they don't have accommodation either no um, so it makes it a little bit more difficult for guests because we have people coming from all over and we both got family down south um We've got like friends in Spain that we you know would really want to come. We've got family in America and Canada. Mm. So we knew people would be coming from all over. Um, so we actually visited a venue in Perthshire um, and it's a little castle and it's got a little barn and you could get married under the tree. Oh, lovely. Um, so we, we absolutely loved it and we actually booked and paid the deposit. And then a couple of months later, so that was in July 2018, a couple of months later in the September, we visited again at their open day. And I just I remember I turned around to my mom um, and Matthew and I just said, I, I don't like it. I, I'm not getting married here. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because that's the month you wanted to get married as well. So you're kind of seeing it in the month that you would be getting married there. Yeah, I think that was maybe another factor because the first time we visited, it was glorious sunshine. And this day it wasn't raining, but it was just quite a dull day. And yeah. I was like, oh, the barn, it was very much a barn. It wasn't like a converted sort of posh wedding barn. <laughs> it was a very much a barn. Yeah. And there weren't really any windows. And I was just thinking, oh, can I picture my granny sitting in this barn eating her <laughs> wedding breakfast? Aww. I don't know if I could picture it. And then you know, my mom was like, well, you can have the ceremony in the castle. But I was like, oh, no, it's too old fashioned. Like, I just don't like it. So, yeah, that that was the end of that. <laughs> I was oh, not gosh. getting married there. Um, but we did actually get our deposit back, which was great. Oh, that's um, nice. Which was really nice. And then um, kind of took like another couple of months. And then um, I started to rethink and, you know, we started to think, well, do we really want the rustic theme? You know, could we compromise on that so I started looking at places with ballrooms and I was even looking up like ways to make a ballroom more rustic like I was thinking I could have hessian bunting and yeah um you know sort of lots of foliage and things like that so yeah so then we looked at Edenham House uh, which is down in the border so we did want to get married in Edinburgh but or we did look at Glasgow as well being from there but the price difference was just it was so much Um, and yeah I thought well with the money we would save, we could do so much else. Yeah, and you can add more decor and things like that. Yeah, and, you know, we can get the band that we want and stuff. Because I felt like other places we would just be having to cut back on everything else because the venue is going to be so much. Yeah. Um, and then when I visited Edenham House, I just, I really loved it. Um, so it's a little Georgian mansion on the banks of the River Tweed in Kelso. Um, oh, and it's now a little boutique hotel. Um, so it's, and the the ballrooms all wooden floors big big chandeliers gold ornate mirrors so completely different to what we originally looked at <laughs> literally the opposite <laughs> um but I just loved it and I just thought yeah do you know what like this is a bit of us and um there's the bridal suite is separate in a little orangery um so we'll be in separate buildings the night before which is quite nice and then there's yeah. two rooms above the bridal suite where my mom and my bridesmaids can be as well 
Oh, nice. Um, so I thought that was lovely. And the bridal suite is to die for. It's absolutely massive. It's this huge gold ornate bed, huge windows, a, a, a freestanding bath. <laughs> oh, lovely. I love it. I'd love a freestand, a, a freestanding bath. I know. I'm already thinking, like, mm, well, I'll be able to squeeze a bath in, like, <laughs> <laughs> on my wedding night. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> So once you've um, organised the venue, what was next on sort of your priority list of planning? Well, we'd actually already organised photographers for our original wedding at the other place. Um, So that was actually booked for the 5th of September. And then um, when we moved to Edenham House, um, we could actually have the 5th, but then someone ended up booking like at the same time. Um, we ended up going for the 12th and luckily our photographers were able to move so we booked our photographers through a website called Pink Daisy Weddings and so they're actually like a photography agency Um, and we came across these two photographers Luca and Sandro um, who are Italian and we just absolutely fell in love with their work and we were like wow they're amazing and we inquired and um, they were a bit of budget um, but Paige, who runs Pink Daisy, actually said to us, well, do you know what, like, because it's so far in advance and Luke and Sandra are really looking to do more UK weddings, especially Scotland, yeah. they would be able to go down on the price. Oh, amazing. Which was amazing because there's two of them as well. Um, yeah. And they've got amazing reviews. And um, yeah, their Instagram is Mediterranean Photos. So if anyone's interested, um, you can find oh, all their lovely. pictures there. Um, but they, they actually do live in Italy. <laughs> so so they are <laughs> coming from Italy. Um, are they going to make it into a little mini holiday then? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, she said that they tend to do a lot of weddings in the UK over the summer. So she said it was yeah. possible they might actually just be in London anyway. Normally you think it's quite the opposite. Like UK photographers are desperate to get like out into Europe and like photograph destination weddings. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite strange. <laughs> that was who we booked second. Because um, I was yeah. so shocked. Like when we first booked our venue, um, obviously over two years in advance, I actually inquired at a lot of photographers that kind of had my eye on. And two or three came back to me that they were already booked. And I remember thinking then like, wow, okay, like I knew things yeah. picked up in the wedding industry, but I didn't expect that. I think it's just prime dates normally. Like I think photographer and maybe band are like usually the like the things that people book after a venue. So it could be like two years in advance maybe even longer sometimes but yeah yeah I think I'd convinced myself that September wasn't part of the wedding season but I think that's yeah it's for me this year well this year like hopefully still this year is probably one of my busiest months September Mm, I I love September yeah we were tempted to I was almost put off September because I thought well you know what about the weather but I mean in Scotland like you just you can't guarantee the weather at all so I feel like we could pick a December day and we'd have a better chance of weather than June (laughs) (laughs) so and I love September the sun's always so much lower in the sky it just looks amazing yeah I love all the autumnal colors and everything yeah it's a lovely month and we wanted to pick a month that we didn't really have anything going on like my birthday's in May Matthew's birthday's in August so we were like well we kind of got stuff going on those months yeah. Um, and then also with me graduating in June, we wanted to sort of give me a little bit of time <laughs> after graduating yeah. before going straight yeah. into the wedding. Um, so September just kind of worked. But it's funny once you kind of set on something, like you don't want to let it go. Like when we did think about postponing this year, um, moving to a month that wasn't September was just out of the question for me because I just, yeah. I feel like I'm a September bride and I just couldn't let go of that. Did you feel like the month you were getting married also dictated your colour scheme a little bit as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, so our colour scheme is like lovely rich burgundies with nudes pinks 
and champagne gold. Mm. Um, so we went for the gold because um, the ballroom has so much gold in it that yeah. uh, I feel like going for any other color would be quite, that would just clash. Um, but I mean, gold's really classic as well, but we definitely yeah. want to go for the more champagne golds rather than the sort of darker, brassier yeah. Um, golds. Yeah. And yeah, I just felt like it was very much an autumnal color scheme. But um, a big thing for me was I really wanted red roses in my bouquet. And um, because Matthew obviously oh, because of your engagement. Yeah, but um he'd actually done that because um when we'd only been together for like a month or so, we were obviously still at school, it was my birthday, and he bought me a huge bouquet of red roses from a florist. And I just thought it was so thoughtful. So ever since then, red roses have kind of been like our flower. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely wanted them in my bouquet. But then I, oh, I didn't want it to be too dark either. So I originally had my bridesmaids in Burgundy. Um, and we went to try on some dresses, but I felt like it was just looking really dark, especially with the dark flowers. So that's when mm. I kind of brought the nude tones in. Yeah, make the flowers pop a little bit more. Yeah, and we did think about like, oh, we could go down the route of champagne dresses, but I feel like the colour of champagne can look a bit strange if it's not shiny. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's almost yeah. like a beige kind of yellow. So I didn't yeah. really fancy that because we we're all pale and Scottish. So. <laughs> Are you all in, are the bridesmaids in Burgundy now then? Uh, no, so they're in the nude pink. Oh, um, right. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so, yeah, I think that'll look lovely with the uh, the really dark, rich bouquets. Um, well, actually, I, I should say I actually only have one bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I love the uh, picture you posted recently of your bridesmaid dresses. They look like they've been uh, handmade. Yeah, um, so that one was actually from, it's from Monsoon. Oh, really? Um, and I actually managed to get it in the sale for, it was like £45, um, which I thought was such a steal because it was down from like 190 Wow. Um, so, so I actually just bought it last summer and then I asked my lovely bridesmaid, Laura Jane, um, when she came she came through and she tried it on um, and she loved it. Uh. So that that was kind of settled. Um, it's got like little bits of silver on it, but I thought, well, that doesn't really matter. Nah. I'm not going to get too pretty <laughs> about <laughs> the sequins clashing with the mirrors or yeah. something. So so let's talk about your wedding ceremony because I know you're having a humanist ceremony, which I've spoken about with a couple of um, the brides on, I've had on the podcast so far. I absolutely love humanist ceremonies. Did you always know that you wanted a humanist ceremony? Because I know that they are actually legal in Scotland, whereas they're not down in England. Yeah, I think in Scotland for a lot of people, it's almost sort of like a given that you have a humanist ceremony. Ah, really? Yeah, and when we inquired, and we did inquire with a registrar as well, just to compare the price difference, um, but there wasn't really much in it. So we just thought, well, we would rather have something that's completely personal to us. Yeah. I'm not sure how it works with the registrar, but I don't think you're always guaranteed to meet the person marrying you beforehand. I'm not sure, to be honest. I think I know that like the county where I am, there might be like, I don't know, maybe like eight registrars that sort of cover the county, like two come to each wedding. So okay. you do meet like the same registrar quite often, but I don't know whether you would meet them before the wedding day or not, because they normally just kind of come and speak to you maybe just before you get married to check that you who you are who you say you are yeah see I think I thought it was quite nice with the humanist and um, that I mean we've spoken to him on the phone a couple of times Um, you know we've had great email chats back and forth about the ceremony um, and we were due to meet him three months before the wedding as well and um, which is nice yeah. and you can actually pay for a rehearsal ceremony as well if you want to oh really um, but we decided yeah I think you um they tend to do it like the day before 
um but i think we kind of decided that we didn't really need a run through like <laughs> it'll go yeah, how it goes <laughs> you you want it to be like like fresh i think as well and you don't want to take the emotion out of the humanist ceremony on your wedding day either really yeah um especially as um he's asked us to both write um like 10 things we love about each other um and we've got to email them in separately and he's gonna um read them out on the wedding day and so we won't know what we've written about each other and which i think is actually gonna be really emotional definitely and you don't you don't want to hear that the day before no (laughs) take all the definitely not take away yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) So you're, you're, are you also having a hand fasting ceremony within the humanist ceremony? Yes. At one of the wedding fairs we went to, we met a lovely humanist um, two years before our date. She was already booked. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually did a little hand fasting on the spot for us just to show what it would, would be like. Oh, um, right. So she tied it around her arms and then she did. She said the, the poem that's sort of like, these are the hands that will wipe away the tears of joy. These are the hands that will, you know, hold yours in times of sadness. And it was actually so emotional. We were yeah. both like actually welling up in this like little wedding fair. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. So we both thought, oh, do you know what? Like we we just love the hand fasting. And I think it's such it's so nice to kind of symbolize like tying the knot. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's nice. Um and afterwards, um, so they, they tend to use like well, a lot of the time they'll use like family tartan, but neither of us actually have a family tartan. Oh. Um so they said they can use like scraps of your wedding dress or you can use something that maybe belonged to um someone in your family, you know, like your dad's tie, something like that. Yeah. Um or scraps of the suit. And then afterwards, um once the knot is tied, um they said a lot of people frame it and put it above their bed. Oh. Um and it's sort of meant to be like that's the the unbreakable knot and as long as that knot is tied you know your bond's unbreakable and um, which, yeah. which we thought was really nice so do you know what you're going to use then for your hand fasting no I still haven't decided <laughs> no and I should have um, <laughs> see I wanted to use like um scraps of Matthew's suit for his side um but I don't think his suit's actually going to need much tailoring so I don't think there's really going to nah. be any scraps and then sort of similar thing for my dress so yeah I'm still not sure um I'm thinking of using maybe something of my granda's um because he passed away just after we got engaged, sadly. So um, it'd be oh, nice to have be part sweet, of him yeah, there to on the use. day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. How, um, how did your wedding dress shopping go? Because I, I know that you were planning on getting married this September, which obviously is like five months away, four months away. Um, but you've now postponed. So obviously I'm guessing that you guys had pretty much planned everything for your wedding. Yeah, um, I think we've got like a, I wanted to do quite a lot of DIYs myself, um, sort of little yeah. details. Um, and because I've been so busy with uni, like I kind of sort of said I would do it over the summer. So it's yeah. quite nice that I do have quite a few little things to do. But yeah, I'm finding that we've kind of done everything and the thought of like another year of planning just feels a bit like mm, because like we've kind of done everything um so yeah I went dress shopping last October so just under a year before and um, we went to three different shops and then I actually settled on a dress from David's bridal and um I went with my mom and my friend and my bridesmaid and we just we all knew that was the one everyone was in tears oh yeah I just love my dress to bits and I just really want to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And now you've got to wait even longer as well, which must feel like crazy, really. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm like, oh, no, I'm that crazy person that bought their their dress like two years in advance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my dress was actually ready just before lockdown um, in January. So 
well not not quite just before lockdown but in January and yeah. um, I was meant to go and pick it up I was quite ill that day so my mum picked it up for me with my granny and, and took it to her house she lives through in Glasgow and I haven't seen the dress yet because of lockdown oh, so no. I know my actual dress is there because the sample I tried was like two sizes too small right. and but I still loved it so yeah. I thought well you know obviously if I love the, the sample like yeah. you know I want to try my actual size yeah so so yeah so i'm patiently waiting for lockdown to be lifted so i can be reunited with my dress i bet i bet it feels kind of exciting though really because not having it there with you i, I don't know how you would feel but i'd be like just wanting to try it on all the time <laughs> yeah although i think it's maybe a good thing um because uh, matthew and i have a cat who's uh, a bit of a diva and uh, i know she would definitely be going for my dress oh yeah if i had it here <laughs> she's already been out the bridesmaid dress a couple of times yeah um <laughs> so and i also think like i would be wanting to show matthew all the time like i'd be like oh but do you just want to see it on even though i don't want him to see it i just know what i'm like no you can't let him (laughs) see your dress (laughs) Um, it was such a lovely experience at david's bridal and you know i I kind of felt like it might not be as great as like a a little boutique and with it kind of being like a high street retailer but actually the experience there was the best customer service we had and they really made you feel you know sort of like royalty and um you know they couldn't yeah. do enough for you and when I was sort of deciding on the dress everyone who was working you know started coming and gathering around and saying how beautiful it was and you know um it wasn't just like the sort of the person who was helping me like everybody came around and yeah which was lovely and then when you actually say yes to the dress they bring out a little bell and um, for you to ring uh-huh. it was actually so emotional I've got a video of it which I, I love watching and it's Aww. it's all about like oh um whenever you hear a bell you can think of Matthew and you're forever and you'll remember this moment you know and um being his bride and it was it was so emotional oh, <laughs> we were all emotional. crying again oh which was really really lovely sometimes it's just those little touches that make such a big difference isn't it yeah definitely and for every bride that comes in they write a little thing on the mirror you know they put your name on it and your wedding date and so I got to take that away as well so I've got that in like a little wedding memories box which is nice too so yeah I would really highly recommend David's Bridal they've got so many sizes as well and they really couldn't do enough for you yeah that's that's what you want isn't it you want to feel like a princess and yeah definitely just try everything on and see what's right for you guys well i do know um i know david's bridal only have four stores in the uk so not everyone will have one that close no it's definitely worth the trip (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what about all your other plans for the wedding do you think now that you have postponed do you think you'll end up making more like diy things or adding more bits to your wedding yeah i think i may um I've already been saying to Matthew that I really, really want a neon sign, um, like yeah. a personalised one, because I wanted that before, but I was like, oh, I can't really justify the cost. Um, yeah. But now that we've postponed, I'm like, oh, maybe we could just get a little neon sign. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually entered a giveaway for postponed brides. Um, it was a, a company um, that hire out wedding backdrops in Edinburgh and um, I actually won so I've actually won a flower wall oh no way so now I'm like well I've won the flower wall so I need to put the neon sign on it (laughs) yeah definitely oh that look amazing yeah so um so that was lovely and then in terms of other things I think I think it's quite easy to sit and think like oh I could add this I could add this and kind of think well I've got more time to save now so you know I could get more but 
I think Matthew and I kind of have in our mind that once we're married, we do want to go and try and buy a house, hopefully with, with at some point. Yeah. So I think I'm quite mindful of that. And I think I'm just trying to remember, like, this was the wedding I wanted anyway. So, yeah. we, you know, we, we weren't massively compromising anything. If, if my wedding had gone ahead this September, I know it would have been perfect. Yeah, so you don't want so, to change too much. No, and, yeah. and we've already got... um our band who we love what sort of music is it oh you got a Kaylee band yeah so they're like a modern Scottish Kaylee band um, and we actually saw them a couple of years ago at um, Matthew's cousin's wedding and we thought they were so brilliant because they were just so much fun and they got everyone down yeah. the whole night and we loved that they yeah. were so modern um, and they looked great as well they were all wearing kilts and we just thought it was so great and all of the kind of international guests there absolutely loved it. And we just thought, oh, our guests would love a Kaylee. Well, they always get everyone up dancing, don't they? And there's there's almost like no excuses, but also like no inhibitions as well, because everyone just gets up and does it, don't they? Yeah, definitely. I think it's so fun. Um, and the at his cousin's wedding, they actually had one of the members of the band plays the harp. Um, so they had her playing the harp and my fiance said to me I really really want a harpist for the ceremony and for the drinks reception and that wasn't something I had yeah. really thought much about but um he was really set on that so I thought okay well I'll let him have this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's nice that she's in the band as well and um, yeah. she was actually due to get met two of the band members are due to get married this August but I'm not sure if their wedding is going to be going ahead now um, which is no, a, it's a difficult one isn't it yeah and when we did postpone we actually we'd originally kind of penciled in the 18th of September which was a Saturday um, and then when we got in touch with the band they were booked pretty much every Saturday between March and October uh, so it was kind of like do we have the Saturday and find a new band or do we keep the band um, and just move to a Friday and um, which we did because yeah. we felt like at least going to a Friday it'll pretty much be the same wedding and you know I don't think we're ever gonna look back and be like oh but our wedding was on a Friday (laughs) no I mean I know a lot of people choose to get married on a Friday just because Saturday had been in my head for so long and that was yeah that's that's probably been one of the harder things to get past and it's not even for any reason because it's not like either of us even have like nine to five jobs where we think oh so-and-so can't come now I think everyone will still come so I don't know why it's just something that's in my head I think it's just it's just I think when it's taken out of your hands and then you're postponing it's almost like you have to especially like you say like everyone's going to be booked up next year anyway trying to fit like double the amount of weddings in for everybody for everyone that has had to postpone this year I think it's going to change weddings a little bit because I don't think it will really matter like what day you actually get married on anymore yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I've seen people postponing to Mondays and things, um, which in the past people yeah. maybe wouldn't have wanted. But I think now people are just kind of nah. like, I want next year, you know, I don't want to wait <laughs> even longer. Yeah. Did Did you manage to postpone everyone? Okay. Um, so we lost my makeup artist and our videographer, but we have been able to replace them already. Um, so that's great. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was hard because we, we knew we wanted September. Um, and originally our venue offered us to postpone to any date before March 2021 free of charge because we postponed the first week of lockdown. So I think they, they were thinking, yeah. well, September weddings are going to go ahead. But we kind of had our own personal reasons for postponing. Um, yeah. And yeah. I'm high risk myself as well. So I was kind of bearing that in mind. And I was just thinking about the lead up to the wedding. And, you know, I thought, oh, my broad Hindu is going to be cancelled. Yeah. And, you know, I just thought, well, we could just take a clean slate next year and we could still have the year that we imagined. It'll just be one one year later. Yeah, I think that's the right thing to do. Like, 
you have to do what's right for you and there's so many people that are worried about postponing or not postponing but ultimately you have to do what's right for you at the end of the day yeah, don't and you? I think it, I think it was really hard letting go of 2020 because to me that's like such an aesthetically pleasing year and it's just yeah. been in my head for so long so I think I think it was quite hard to let go of 2020 but um Matthew's actually doing his final year of uni next year so he'll be doing that like October to to May slash June yeah. so getting married in that time was kind of out of the question for me and you know my mum kind of said like oh well would you consider you know even January something like that and I just said well he's just he's not going to enjoy it we're not going to be able to no. go on our honeymoon and I thought why like I don't want to try and cram our wedding in yeah. like it should be something that is like a focal point and you know we should be planning other stuff around it yeah. not trying to sort of squeeze it in yeah so, yeah so I think you don't want like why. a rush job no um because I mean I do love the idea of a winter wedding but it was quite funny so when I mentioned it to my granny she was like oh it would have been so cold <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah I think when we postponed people maybe thought we were going to be saying and we're now getting married in March yeah um, so I think when it was like oh it's a whole other year but I think more and more people are doing that now because it's kind of like well you can have the same wedding yeah just in I know that year. one of my brides has postponed from March to I think November and I didn't even think, but then you've got to think about your colour scheme. Like, would your spring colour scheme fit in with a colour scheme in the winter? So yeah. I think it is probably easier postponing to, like, a similar date in a yeah. year's time just for, I don't Especially, know. Especially um, with, like, dresses and things. You know, if you were getting married in June, yeah. you've got short sleeve bridesmaid dresses. And yeah. you might have to start thinking about maybe shawls or jackets. yeah. yeah. Um, and in terms of the suits as well sort of things like that so so yeah it's something to think about and also flowers I've seen a lot of um, brides who were set on having peonies and they've now postponed to the winter and they've now had to change their flowers as well which is just like another thing I mean it's like planning two weddings really isn't it like you're planning a wedding and then you kind of got to plan it all again I think uh, like reorganizing a wedding is actually harder I mean and not in terms of research but in terms of the sort of admin and finding a date everyone can do because when you book your wedding originally you you maybe just book it around your venue or your photographer or you know a lot of people maybe just around your venue which is what we did but now trying to find you know and you you book suppliers based on who's available you don't move your date around based on what availability suppliers have so I think that was quite hard and you know we originally said like oh no we're not losing any suppliers like no way but then it was kind of like well (laughs) we thought we actually might lose like four or five suppliers and and the deposits because I mean obviously like the suppliers have held our date for two years so it didn't really seem fair to kind of demand deposits back because mm-hmm. they've turned away so many people and at that point we did think September weddings would be okay and um, and yeah. part of us wanting we kind of thought maybe like someone who was getting married in March or April might you know be like oh wow that Saturday's free and you know all those suppliers are free so we thought it might actually help someone out as well to kind of look at it in a more positive light. Don't think anyone really knows I think that's the crazy thing at the moment. Yeah it is it is really difficult. I think see a lot of people postponed from sort of April to September but I think that's different because they've already had their hem parties you know people who postponed with a few weeks to go and obviously that's awful but they have had you know everything's done they're literally just waiting yeah to have that day whereas for us we still had quite a lot to do and I just kind of thought we're not we're not going to be able to to do it how we want and like I had my first dress fitting scheduled for the first of July um, and I thought, well, I don't even know if they'll be open by then. And I'm making quite a, quite a big alteration to my dress as well. And um, so I knew it wouldn't just be a case of something 
something quick and easy and mm. um, so they had let me know they would need quite a bit of yeah time and then by the time it. they were open to then being able to put your dress together to get fitted again there might not have been enough time yeah and then I was thinking also how many other people that would do appointments in April or May for you know like an August wedding yeah. they're obviously going to take priority yeah. so it just everything started to get more and more complicated and it just felt like there was a quite a dark cloud over everything and yeah. I just felt really stressed out about about it all and it was funny because like the week before um you know I've been chatting to people about postponing and I said no no we're not going to postpone you know we're just going to hang on like completely and then I just woke up like on the Monday and I just I said to Matthew like oh um I want to postpone our wedding and I think he was quite shocked but yeah. he he totally got it and once we kind of put this put it in motion because we said, oh, we'll contact the venue, see what the availability is like. And then, you know, we'll just, we'll have a think. We don't need to make any decision. But yeah. it was just like instantly I was like, I want to get this wedding moved. I yeah. don't want to get married in 2020 anymore. Did you find the Instagram community quite supportive, like going through this process that you're currently going through? Because there must be so many other people in the same boat as well. Yeah, I found it so supportive. I mean, the the messages we got from people on Instagram that I've never met, like, you know, they, they were just so kind um and I was honestly in tears reading Aww. some of them it's just so like honestly they've just been so lovely I think we were hesitant to announce our postponement as well because we did postpone quite early yeah. on um, and there was quite a few brides who had the same wedding date as me or earlier and I thought well I really don't want to worry them because we have postponed because of our own sort of Reasons. circumstances and yeah um, and also because we had so many international yeah. guests as well we kind of thought, oh, they're going to be able to come. Um, especially our like sort of three friends from Spain. We are really, really close with them. Um, and at that point, Spain, their um, lockdown was really intense. Yeah. And we just kind of thought, mm. yeah, I mean, I did get quite a few people message me and say, you know, why are you not holding out? Like, why are you postponing now? But once I kind of explained, like, I think people really got it. And yeah, everyone was really, really kind. That's so nice. it's been really supportive. And um, since then, I've tried to sort of post as much advice as possible. And I've had like quite a few messages from people saying, oh, I wasn't sure about postponing or where to even start. But, you know, going through your advice has really helped me. Um, and that's always lovely oh, to definitely. hear. Oh, definitely. Just especially in like a well a such an unknown time. time as well now obviously yeah. your wedding's probably i don't know a rough estimate like 18 months away now yeah think about yeah about 16 <laughs> what are you most excited about oh i think just like actually having the celebration now yeah and just having everybody there together and just actually i, I, I know matthew's quite emotional so i think his reaction to me walking down the aisle is gonna be oh. something really really special yeah but yeah, I think now with everything that's happened, just having everybody together, you yeah. know, and just being able to to really yeah. celebrate, especially as we feel like we've waited forever oh, for bet. it. It will feel like such a massive celebration when it comes round, won't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll have been together for like six and a half years by then, which is like insane because I feel like we I still <laughs> sort of feel like we've been together for a couple of years. I think, I think that's what I'm most looking forward to. And I think just the whole, like for me, the run up was really important and you know, I had booked my Hindu for two weeks time to Seville yeah. and there was just like my mom and two friends and I've never really been on a girl's holiday. So I just knew it was going to be amazing. So the yeah. fact that was cancelled, but hopefully I'll be able to have it next year. And I think I'm just looking forward to that too. And, you know, going for lunch at our venue 
and our food well, tasting. Well, now that you've all planned, you'll just have time to actually enjoy being engaged and enjoy, you know, just looking forward to it. Although it might seem like so far away, it'll go so fast. Yeah, I think that's what I kind of started to think about because I was thinking all about this time last year and that that genuinely feels like last week. (laughs) So I think because the last year has gone so fast, I was able to convince myself it wasn't that bad postponing and it would go fast again. But yeah, it was a bit disheartening going from like 150 days back up to 500. Um, And then I was thinking, oh, well, I've had our engagement's going to be almost four years long, um, which is quite a long engagement. But I think I think everyone's kind of counting the first half of 2020 as kind of lost time. Like that doesn't even count as part of your life anymore (laughs) because we can't do anything. (laughs) No, definitely not. Well, I'm looking forward to watching your little Instagram account grow. And of course, seeing your wedding photographs in 16 months time. thank thank you you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your personal stories of wedding planning oh thank you so much for having me and thank you to you guys as well for listening and if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to rate review and subscribe to help this podcast grow (laughs) 